You evoke light out of the universe. Alright, welcome back to another episode of Speaking of the Verse. I am your one and only host, operator, editor, podcast man, Braden the Dad Larson. Welcome back. This is uh, episode 10. It's going to be kind of a quickie. Um, I know I just barely posted one, I think, uh, two days ago. But um, I do this thing where I, sometimes when I'm alone and I've got, it's nice and quiet and I've got a view view of the sky or the stars, um, even in the middle of the day. I'll just talk to um, my grandpa who passed away and my best friend, uh, Jackson. Um, just any and anybody else who's out there watching me in the universe, I just like want to talk to them um, and appreciate the fact that they're around me. Um, there's been this really weird occurrence lately for the, like the past, I'd say about a month, um, just signs and numbers and deja vu and people that I'm close with having or having weird connections and we'll talk about something and then all of a sudden it'll show up and be around us so um call it what you will believe what you will but I believe that that's them showing me that they're around and that I'm on the right path or at least I'm doing sort of the right things and it's very comforting in a way to feel like they're at least around and have an impact on the world that's around me. Um, I still like to be very in control and feel like I'm doing my decisions and the things that I think are best for me, but it's also nice to know that I just have a little extra backup sometimes um, in my life. And if I really kind of try to tune in, I guess is the way to put it, then I can really feel their presence. So um, shout out Jackson and Grandpa because... I, I, t- I tell them every time I talk to them that I miss them very much and I appreciate them being around for me. So, But as I was had a moment tonight after the gym and everything, um, also a shout out to myself. I'm going to give myself a little props. I ran my first 5K today after working out for an hour and a half. I got on the j- treadmill and ran a 5K. It took me longer than it should have because you know, I don't do that very often, but uh, it was about 40 minutes and completed it sweated my bag off my shirt was completely drenched by the time i was done but it was fun and uh, i like to do hard things so um just add that to the ticket the docket whatever um but yeah so i decided afterwards i was gonna sit in the hot tub and that's when i had this moment where i talked to them and uh, i was just appreciate them being around and things like that and then i got talking about um kind of relationships with them uh and that reminded me that you know i've used this podcast as a a journal but i've never really gone over like what has what happened with me and my divorce and my ex and i never really wanted to get into the nitty-gritty dirt details the dirt holes the details because they honestly don't matter and you know as much as i disagree with the decisions that were made on my ex's part um i never want to really have her name come out of my mouth with bad intentions and bad meanings or bad words um i even kind of try to stop 
other people talking bad about her because she is the mother of my kids and there is a level of respect that needs to be had there even though like I said I disagree with what she did um, she's still a human and we all make mistakes and she made hers and I have to deal with the consequences but that doesn't mean she needs to be defamed or disrespected uh, so that's why I've kind of avoided this this podcast this conversation because I felt like um, maybe I wasn't at peace with it and then when I did become at peace with it like a long time ago I just forgot to talk about it I figured it like since I was at peace with it we don't need to talk about it anymore but um, while I was talking to my grandpa and Jackson um, I kind of went over what it felt like being in that scenario for so long and the kind of the analogy that I, I I made a really good analogy that I thought like oh this is this would really be really good to share because it just makes sense it ties kind of that feeling together and um, that's kind of one of the things that I've been seeing a lot lately too is just people suffering in their, their relationships and not being able to kind of realize what how happy they could be outside of of what they're a part of right now but because you know I, I guess the best way to explain this is by explaining what what happened with me so um when we me and my ex first got together I mean it was I had been single for I think like a couple years so I was just really excited to have somebody again in my life and um be in a relationship and have someone think I was attractive and like me for me and be excited about me I mean all those feelings were very welcoming and um, I wasn't used to it because it hadn't happened in a while so when it did happen I gravitated towards it I think a little too much and dive dove a little headfirst into the whole thing without thinking about what I was doing until it was already too late and I mean everything happened so quick I definitely don't have didn't have the thought process that I do now of being able to kind of look five six seven eight nine ten steps ahead of the decisions I'm making I was just making decisions in the time it takes to brush my teeth uh and that's not good because I ignored a lot of red flags I ignored a lot of bad signs um things that I could have seen coming but I didn't and that led to it went it went from like the honeymoon phase which was like explosive and burned super bright and super heavy but it like that phased out very quickly and then all that was left after that was kind of mundaneness and like a gray and left me feeling like I wanted more and that I wasn't being myself and um I was letting her be very negative towards me um in lots of different ways I was telling uh someone I know that the like I used to dance a lot uh, when I was single. I would just bust a move, listen to music while I was cleaning or just hanging out with people and a song was on. I just really enjoyed moving my body to a rhythm. And even though I don't really think I'm that skillful at it, um, I did feel like that that's kind of like a part of me. And um, I never want to let that go again, but I let, I let her tell me that I wasn't good at it and that it wasn't attractive to her and that kind of 
once you let somebody tell you that like a part of you and something that you like to do and that you love is unattractive to them um then you feel like you have to hide all of the other parts of you and so quickly i stopped being so funny and i stopped being so sarcastic and creative and all that stuff kind of died um within me so the world literally had this effect of it being really gray because the things that I found that I did that made myself happy and then the other people around me happy, suddenly I wasn't doing them anymore. Um, but it wasn't a conscious thing. It was like a subconscious thing where since she didn't like certain aspects of me, I felt like I had to hide all of them from everybody all the time. And um, it was kind of funny after everything ended. I sat down with my sister and she's Hannah. She's really into um, just universe stuff and vibes and kind of like the specific time and day and year that you were born and the meaning of it and she had different ways of looking up and telling me like um my personality traits that come from that and personally i don't dive too deep into any of that i feel like i have my own will and my own way i want to live my life without letting like some other religion or belief tell me how I should or what I should expect for myself um, I think I'm good at deciding that for myself but it's just cool stuff to know and some of it may be true and it turns out some of it was true because um, it said one of my personality traits is that when I feel like I can't be myself and I'm stuck in a situation then I kind of internally I go to a different place I go to a different planet um, and it had it literally had a little picture of an astronaut like in the fetal position like on mars and i related with that really really well um which is actually bad and i'm saying that like it's a positive thing but um i did i did i recognized that as me for f like the three and a half years after the honeymoon phase i was just curled up into a ball on mars stuck in a position but not knowing how or not gaining the strength or the balls to do anything about it um just because there's this pressure in society that like in your late 20s or your um when you get in a relationship with somebody you sh you need to be able to figure it out and you need to be able to stick through it and um i i blame social media a lot for this as well i was talking to somebody about in the gym about that uh that social media or not the gym, sorry, my, I had my lady, a lady cut my hair today, and um, I, I just said that, you know, social media, you flip through it, and you scroll through it, and you see all these perfect people, and their perfect, happy relationships, and they're taking vacations all the time, and they have the most beautiful dogs on the planet, and they're driving the nicest cars, and then you look at your life compared to that, and you think that any small problem that you have is way bigger than it should be, and even if you do have problems, you're not even thinking about communicating about it or going through the proper steps to help fix it. You're, you just instantly think that it needs to end um, and find somebody who can provide you that, that social media life. So, um, kind of lost my train of thought with that. But, uh, oh yeah, now I now I remember what I was saying. Um, I I just didn't even though things were wrong and things I felt that way and I felt out on a different planet um, 
I didn't, I didn't do anything about it because of these, these other social pressures. So I stuck in it through a long time. And when I was talking to my grandpa in Jackson today, I made this reference that it's like you're, you, you're in a casino and you're playing slot machines and you're running around and you're pulling levers and you're putting your dollar in and your quarter or whatever. You're getting some drinks, you're having a good time. And then you pull a lever and boom, jackpot, $10 million or whatever, $10,000 in your lap all the coins start spitting out and you got your big bucket and it's just filling up with these coins to go cash in and you're insanely happy but instead of just taking that um, lottery winning that you just got and being happy with it you think this is how it needs to be all the time and then you get addicted to it so you go around the casino and you start pulling more levers and the next one gives you five bucks and the next one gives you 10 bucks and then the next one gives you 500 bucks but oops you pulled another level and now it's minus 3000 you're like okay whatever i'm still up so i'm gonna keep going pull another level minus 500 that sucks minus 200 so on and so forth but the casino will never give you that other another ten thousand dollars again and when you're in a relationship and you think you pulled that first lever lever and that's the honeymoon phase and that's the the very beginning of it and then the, it starts spitting out those coins and maybe it lasts two years, maybe the coins spit out for three years and then it stops and something happened, you got cheated on, your trust was broken, um, they start disrespecting you, maybe they get, even get physical. Um, then, you, then you go around the casino looking for that lever again because it felt so good to hit that for the first time. It felt so good to pull that lever and get all the love and the attention and the the physical stuff and all that right off the off the get-go it was so amazing to hit that lever for the first time so you get addicted to it and you want to hit that again but you know some people and in some relationships it's never going to happen again. You're going to spend the rest of your life in that casino wasting all of your money and wasting all of your time just getting more frustrated and losing yourself in it and ignoring all of the other amazing things that you have around you just because you're trying to hit that jackpot again. It's like the other reference I, I made was it's like you're on a roller coaster on the, the very first part when it goes up and it's like tick, 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 tick. But you're on that forever. And it and that the person that you're with is giving you these breadcrumbs and giving you the giving you these little things just to satisfy you for the moment and little things just to make you happy just to make it last a little bit longer because maybe they don't have the balls to tell you that it's over they don't want you anymore and they're just waiting until they can find somebody else to hurry and jump on onto or jump in with next and not have to face um the reality of breaking your heart because i still do believe that even if you're the person causing the relationship to go bad your intentions are never to actually hurt anybody and when you have to break up with somebody or even get divorced with them like obviously you're going to cause a huge amount of discomfort and unhappiness in someone else's life so to do that it does take courage and it takes being a, a man or being a real woman to step up to the plate and, and do something like that. So, um, but you're on, you're on this roller coaster, and this person that you're with is just giving you those those little breadcrumbs. Like, keep going, keep going. I promise. At some point, 
you're going to tip over that top and be able to do all the fun stuff that you want to do, the loop-de-loops, the corkscrews being upside down. Um, but it's like you're waiting for never. I, I think I just barely heard that on Post Malone's new album, The 24 Carat, that he's got a song that's, you're just, you're waiting for never at, at that point. And the beauty of it is that I definitely believe that human beings are meant are meant to share this life with somebody. We're we're partner animals. We're community animals. We're not supposed to just spend all of our days alone and by ourselves. And I know I've seen some people um, be like that, be that way. I know that there was a a man that lived in Provo when I was uh, doing underground as an electrician, and he would we were right next to a bike trail, putting in underground for the airport. And he would ride by on his horse every single day. Uh, same horse, same path, same time. Very consistent. And we we got to be friends with him because he was just passing by and we'd always kind of chit-chat a little bit and then he'd, he'd ride his horse away. Um, but we got to know him pretty well and turns out he got divorced very early. It was messy. He had kids involved and he just kind of decided that he was going to be by himself for the rest of his life. And um, to me... Personally, at the very beginning when I heard that, I was kind of like, yep, that's me. Um, I got divorced. I got screwed over. I've got my daughters now that I have to deal with giving up all the time. So I'm never going to chance anything like this ever happening again to me. Um, but quickly I realized that didn't that didn't resonate with me. That's not who I am. Uh, obviously, if it ends up that I'm just it's just me and my daughters for the rest of my life, then I, I'm still the luckiest man that ever lived. But... I do believe that there's we're supposed to be with somebody and we're supposed to be with somebody that is like you went into the casino at the very beginning um, you started hitting levers you got your drinks going you're having a good night and then you pull a lever and you hit jackpot and the coins start coming out but those coins don't stop pouring out into your lap for the rest of your life there's maybe there's times and there's days where the flow of coins coming out of the machine is a little less than it was at the very beginning because let's be honest where you can't just have a perfect honeymoon relationship for 60 years straight and anybody who pretends like they've achieved that i think is um setting unreasonable expectations for the rest of us because it's just it's just not that way um obviously at 60 years in you are aiming to be as happy as you were on day one but um I've heard, I think someone very close to me, actually, I don't want to name drop or even bring up their situation, but they said they never fight. And I'm like, yeah, you might never fight, but that means one of you or the other person, whenever something comes up that would cause an argument, maybe not even a fight, like yelling and screaming, but even like a, hey, we need to talk about this because I dislike it. Um, maybe that's what they meant, actually, is that they never fight. And they always just have really good, genuine conversations, and I'm... I didn't interpret that well, so that, that could be true, but I've heard I've heard other people uh, say we never fight, and I just think that's an unrealistic expectation for the rest of us. Um, I don't think ever anything ever needs to come to the point of screaming matches and name calling and even physical stuff, but you're gonna have your problems. And what I'm trying to say is that the lottery. And that the jackpot that you hit, the coin should never stop coming. 
but there probably will be times where the flow might slow down a little bit but to find somebody who does that for you for the rest of your life I think is very possible and I've seen that happen a lot I mean I still my dad has been married to my mom for 30 years and he's on he has to go on the road for weeks at a time and he still sends my mom flowers he has a flower shop deliver flowers to my mom all the time um It's just a, gr a great example of how you can keep things fresh and new and exciting between two people, even if you've spent that much time together. And he's constantly, they're both constantly doing little things like that for each other. Um, so it's set, it's set a great example for me what a happy long-term relationship can look like as well. But it's just so hard when you're in that scenario of trying to pull levers and hitting that that next jack jackpot uh you and even you like obviously most people have other friends and family members around them that can see them in this situation and trying to give the best advice and trying to tell them you need to get out of it this isn't going to go well but i mean you've committed yourself to this person and you do remember what it felt like at the very beginning and you remember those very happy days and you just all that you wish is that it was like that again, or even like a fraction of it. Um, it's, it's so hard, it's so difficult. I did that for three years, just sitting and wishing that one day it was gonna feel like it was at the very beginning, because it was so exciting, it was so intoxicating, but it just, it never, it never turned around like that, so. Yeah, without, I, because the details of everything, it just like, it doesn't matter. It's the lessons that was learned from it that matter. And that's what I'm trying to share. And that's what I want maybe even my daughters to listen to someday is that if you ever find yourself in a situation like that, where you've decided that this person is kind of a long-term commitment for you and you spent a lot of time with them and you, you've been building a life with them, but just like the, the love's not there anymore. Yeah, I mean it's for for a while it was like it wasn't even like i was living with my wife it was like i was living with my roommate who happened to be a girl um and that was just it's just a lot of wasted time because that's not what that's not what i was there for it's not what i'm about um i love this is kind of maybe a weird thing to say but i love being happy uh i like the feeling of being positive and having a smile on my face and even like <laughs> this is weird but i was in the sauna because um, i like to kind of warm up my body before i go destroy it at the gym so i'll go into the sauna and everyone's sitting in there and no one's making eye contact at each other and everyone's just on, most people are just on their phones and have their headphones on listening to their music prepping themselves up or calming themselves down after a workout but i'm just sitting there and i'm listening to my music and i'm staring at the wall across me and i just i was just like I'm having a great day and I feel great and I just started smiling and I got at the corner of my eye this dude was just looking at me and I looked over at him and he looked made eye contact for a second and I pulled that like <laughs> like the surprise lizard face like I was like oh uh, I saw you you saw me but I don't know if I want to say hi and then he just smiled back at me and I was just like this is weird <laughs> but 
most people in the gym and in the sauna just are, are super serious and we're all here to get yoked and try to be bigger than the dude next to us and then here's just me being a dork smiling at the wall and this guy got a smile on his face so it's like infectious and i like to do that there's the the marshal at the golf course um if you guys don't know what that is it's just a guy who is in a golf course that dra- golf cart not court he drives around the golf course uh and just make sure everyone's like paying, playing at the pace of play and not breaking the rules and treating the course properly and all that stuff. He's like the sheriff of the golf course because um, it's so big that you know, they just want to make sure everything's going well for everyone out playing that day. But um, he's like, I don't know, late 70s, like an older fellow. And just every time I see him, I'm just smiling because I'm out golfing and I love it. And it, that's one of the things I thoroughly enjoy. And now every time he sees me while I'm out there, because I go so often, he makes a point to like drive by me and smile and wave and say hi. And he doesn't even know my name. And I kind of know that that's because of how happy I've been um, and shown him. Because um, it's, I mean, it's addicting. I've Jackson, before he passed, was always having a good day. He was always high energy and always having, having a big ass smile on his face. And it was... It was like one of my favorite parts about him is that every time we hung out, it wasn't like, woe me and woe is this and this is the drama that's going on in my life and blah, blah, blah. It was always, let's let's go hang out, let's party, let's smoke some weed, whatever. Like He just was always just looking to smile and have a good time and the ladies loved him because of that because he was just always um, high energy and high positivity. So when I lost that and I wasn't being like that in that relationship, um, it definitely caused myself to distance even more. And then to make it worse, once I stopped being myself, which was the person that my ex expected to me to me to be was you know to be my myself, the guy that she met in the first place, and now I'm not even being myself. So that was just like another paper on the stack of problems that we were having. Is that. I wasn't being myself. She wasn't being herself anymore. We're both just being kind of nasty to each other. And we just like stuck living together because we have kids and we decided that we were going to commit to this. And um, it's just not good. It It just equals out to be a whole bunch of wasted time. But the silver lining here and why I had that had the hot tub thought talking to my grandpa and Jackson is that um, there's lessons to be learned and we all deserve just to be as happy as Jackson was when he was around, just ecstatic to wake up in the morning and embrace whatever the day's going to bring you and to look for other people to surround yourself with that have that same attitude um, is very, very, very important. Uh, I already went over that on my last podcast, but if you ever feel like someone in your life is just big old Debbie Downer and negative Nancy, then it might maybe may time to think about just separating for a little while, even if it's just a friend, um, until they can figure out how to be happier. Because we're all dealing with so much, it's, it can't just be somebody's shoulder to cry on every day. If someone's having a problem every day, just can't do it. We all have bad days, but... There's some people that just like every day something's going on. Every fucking day they've got a rain cloud over their head 
and they've got they can find something or anything to complain about or be mad about and that's I'm just not down for that stuff anymore so I'll just leave you guys with that that analogy that if you're stuck pulling levers and waiting for the next lottery lottery to fall in your lap you're waiting for that next jackpot to hit the fact that you still you like you're still having to search for the next one means that it's probably already over for you and you're never going to get another jackpot with that person so time to kind of look at your surroundings and make sh- make sure that what you're in is the best for you I, I know it's more complex than that relationships are way more complex than just deciding to end it especially after you've been with someone for so long but I wish that I me now this brain that I have now the lessons I've learned could have talked to Braden um, right after Thea was born because I would have do I would have done who did I say this to who was I talking to I think it was one of my one of my friends or maybe my mom but I said if future Braden five five years from when I first got with April my ex uh if future me had came to me then and said, hey, Brayden, um, this isn't going to work out for you. Eventually, she's going to cheat on you and leave you, and you're going to be divorced, and you're going to have to say goodbye to your kids um, every day, or n- not every day, but every week. Um, I would have looked at future Brayden in the eyes at that time and said, okay, fine. I'll deal with it. This is going to be hard, and this is going to be tough, but it's going to end one day, and if I get these two girls out of it, then fine. We'll, we'll take it. And that's still how I believe. I would have, I've gone everything I would have gone through a year, a year and ten months ago to be in the spot that I am now. Because I love the life that I'm living. I'm so grateful that I'm, I'm get to do what I do every day. It's amazing that I'm just in the position that I am. It's kind of nuts. So, anyways, it's kind of a shorter one. Appreciate anybody and everybody who listens to this as always. Um, I'm going to try to maybe get the podcast out on uh, like iTunes and other things. Um, but I don't really care. It's just a journal. It's just a way to get my, my thoughts out of the world, into the world. And maybe by some grace of the universe, someone who's going through something similar um, will listen to this. And maybe it'll spark them to at least start a conversation with their significant other saying I'm not happy right now and things really have to change because I feel like I'm on a different planet when I used to feel like I was so close to you and this is this is sad so I really have that that intention in mind that I want to help other people but some sometimes I've had this saying forever since high school that you can't slap people back into reality and into proper thinking Sometimes, most of the time, the universe has to do it for them. So I'll put that out in the universe. You guys have a wonderful life and a great rest of your week. Uh, Happy October, everyone. Um, Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.